You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. No child ever says, I want to be an addict when I grow up. Adults in bondage are frustrated, as if they're lost in a maze of a dark night. If you've been unable to break free, it's time we had a conversation about the life you have and the life you really want. It's time to start your journey. Well, wherever you are today, we are so excited to have you here on Breaking Free. We're going to have a conversation together, just you and me and Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing today? I am doing well. Awesome. We are uh, in another episode of Roadblocks to Recovery or Enemies on the Road to Clean. Uh, we're actually in part three of a... Uh, piece we've been doing on rumination and deconstruction and if you've been with us in the last two episodes you know that rumination is that replaying over and over your hurts your pains your problems your difficulties your failures uh, like a dairy cow chews on its cud uh, oftentimes uh, with people in addiction what we hear them say is I'm just too much in my head Yep. So uh, we're here today to encourage you to get out of your head, to get out of your addiction, to get out of your rumination, and to do something different to get into deconstruction. Uh, That doesn't mean that you pick up a sledgehammer and start uh, destroying stuff, although I've seen plenty of addicts also do that. Uh, So deconstruction is a process of, of breaking down what you've been through, what you're doing, analyzing it and making a plan to be different. I like that plan. A plan to be different. <laughs> no matter what it is, I like the plan man, of being different. Oh man. So uh, let's, let's, let's review real quickly. Rumination, uh, it consists of, of uh, a couple of things. First off, understand rumination is, is your fractured and reactional emotions affecting everything that you do. Hmm. Uh, rumination gets you into what is called projection. And uh, projection is just like what it sounds like. If you picture, now I'm going to date myself, a, uh, a movie projector projected something from a piece of film uh, onto a screen or a wall. Uh, projection is when you assume you know what other people think and you react to what they think based on your assumption of their thought. Right. So you decided for them what their thought and their motivation was towards you, and now you react to that. That is a true imagination, my brother. That's good stuff. Then uh, we get into depression when we're in rumination. Uh, It's where we ask the question over and over again, why me? Why me? Uh, why, why am I in addiction? Why, why am I broke? Uh, why did my significant other leave me? Why did my business fail? Why does my boss not like me? Uh, why did they look at me this way? Why don't I just go eat worms? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and why me will put you in depression and depression will put you in the bed under the covers and under the pillow and you will have no productivity whatsoever and you may just wake up dead there someday. Hmm. Uh, That or you'll go to Red Rock or someplace like that and you'll get medicine. Hmm. 
and uh, not 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 to be sarcastic or or do that too lightly, but there's a lot of people who are drugged into some form of compliance that don't need to be drugged in some form of compliance. They they need to know that there's hope, mm-hmm. and 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 they need something other than a chemical to to deal with them. There's there's anxiety. Rumination will bring you into anxiety, and anxiety is simply the what if, and and we become worried uh, about everything and everything. And uh, as we said the last couple of weeks, uh, it's so hilarious because cigarette smokers always tell you that they smoke cigarettes to help you with their anxiety. And yet, medically proven that cigarettes raise your anxiety. They don't help you with your anxiety. That's maybe what they mean. I need more anxiety, so I'm going to go smoke. <laughs> <laughs> they need help with it. <laughs> well, there, there, there is there is a measure of truth in what they say, and this is what it is. Uh, the cigarette itself raises your blood pressure and increases your heartbeat, which is which is creating anxiety conditions. Mm-hmm. What what the cigarette does though is because we don't smoke indoors anymore, you you go out on a cigarette break. So you get away from the face-to-face confrontation. Mm-hmm. You get away from, from, the, from the living room that's closing in on you and you go outside and you get fresh air. And, and, and so there is a, there is a mental break. Uh, the problem is, is that when that cigarette break is over, you go right back and hearts haven't changed, lives haven't changed, attitudes haven't changed, the room hasn't changed, your bank account hasn't changed, your health hasn't changed. So you're in the same anxiety after the cigarette break as you were before. You just took a, a, t- a time out. Hmm. Uh, these days we call that a mental health break. Yeah, mm-hmm. mental that right? health break, yep. Um, uh, rumination also puts you into a place of, of judgment where you either uh, torture yourself in your own judgment of yourself, which ends up in a idolatry of others, and that's not where we want to be. Uh, it also puts us in a place where uh, we become proud of whatever progress we've made and we judge others for their lack of progress. Um, all of these are our self-destructive uh, thought patterns, uh, constructs, paradigms, however you want to want to call that, and and they are, in the end, self-limiting thoughts. And so we can't deal with our situation. We end up doing drugs uh, all too often to help us deal with the situation, but our thinking limits ourselves that we're stuck in that situation. And so it's almost a chicken or the egg type thing. Is it the addiction that's keeping you in that, or is it your thinking that's keeping you in that? Mm. And the answer is yes. Right. <laughs> but but you have to deal with with them separately. Your your thought pattern has to be fixed. Your addiction has to be fixed. And if we can if we can accomplish great things on both ends of that, we can bring healing to your whole life. One of the ways that we bring healing is, is we deconstruct, which means we, we focus, we, we become transparent. Uh, we, we look at, at who we are. We, we analyze ourselves from a, from a position of honesty, not of that judgment, not of self-torture, um, not out of the, the construct of, of who people have always said we were. Uh, but if, if I fly off the handle in anger, what, what trips my trigger? 
what what makes me angry to start with? Why mm. why do why do I bring anger to the table? What what trips the trigger of that anger that I bring to the table? Um, why why do I get angry the way that I do? Why do I? You're get, German. Well, that's. <laughs> That duh, that goes without saying. That's certainly my problem. I'm German and an oldest child. Oh gosh, from a Pentecostal background. I'm German and an only child. Mm-hmm. Sort of long story, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the the deconstruction um, is is that place where we are. Um, what what's uh, Miss Peggy? <laughs> Sunday, we went to her house for lunch. She said, you just got to be hot. Mm. And I'm not sure. Oh, yes. I know what it is now. I, yeah. Honest, open, and transparent. Right. You have to be hot. That's funny you said that because I've heard that recently too. <laughs> <laughs> like what? So uh, wherever you're at out there today, whether you're on a street corner um, down by the day center in Oklahoma City, uh, whether you're in a subway station in New York, uh, whether you are whether you are drunk off your backside in in the barn, uh, whether you are whether you are in the restroom of horp- corporate headquarters right now, uh, whether you are hiding in your mother's basement, God is calling you. Your very life is calling you to be honest, open, and transparent with yourself, mm. and. Uh, the, the, the strange and the funny thing is the, the irony of life is that we, we want people to be honest, open, and transparent with us. We don't want to be honest, open, and transparent with ourselves. So uh, I, I, I want to I bring some scripture today. We, we, haven't been, uh, we haven't been preachy, and I don't want to be preachy today either, but, but we haven't been very scripturally based We've been practically based in these previous two episodes. And, and so I want to bring some scripture to you today and help you um, uh, maybe renew your mind and, and change your thinking and, and change some of those self-limiting thoughts. So uh, let's start with the scripture on the bottom of my page. How's that? Good spark. Uh, we'll be Hebrew. Spark. We'll go from uh, bottom to top today. I do that. Uh, good. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I read books backwards. Did you really? Yeah, I would always start a book from the back, read to the end, and then go back a little bit farther to the front and, and read. read to where I had started somewhere and read my way to the front. I was a weird kid. When I write my journal, I write from the back to the front. I start at the back page. Wow. And I, it's weird. Maybe that's why we do so well together on a podcast. Maybe Because so. we're both weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colossians 3.2. <laughs> this will be the explanation, by the way, when people hear the podcast back and it's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will have to reverse it. Oh, man. We're going to have to find out if there's any backward masking elements on here. <laughs> now we're telling our age again, aren't we? Man, right? Mm. So Colossians, huh? Colossians 3.2 says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So when we are deconstructing, we are we are thinking on purpose or we are thinking with purpose and uh i've i've probably had i don't i don't have a list in front of me but i'm i'm going to guess in the last 12 months uh i've had in excess of of 50 or 60 folks who have uh, lived at my house at least for 
a few days to a few weeks mm-hmm. uh, consecutively. And uh, so you deal with a lot of variety of folks. Uh, you know, the, the funny thing about dealing with a variety of folks is that you figure out that there's really not much variety of folks. Right. Um, most everybody you know is broken in some form or fashion. Most everybody who is broken um, is is wallowed in some form of self-pity. Mm-hmm. I have it so bad. My situation's worse you know, the doctor said my cancer is the worst case of cancer he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard someone say something to that effect? Mm-hmm. You know, my my addiction is worse. My abandonment issues are worse. My anxiety issues are worse. Uh, you know, my, my relationship, my dad is, 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 is the worst relationship there's ever been between a father and a son. Uh, you know, my, my, my relationship with my baby mama is. And so uh, we, we magnify the everyday issues of, of humanity that we experience. And, and uh, literally, literally we, 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 we make them idols mm. and, and, and we extol them. Isn't that what worship really is? You, mm-hmm. you extol and, and magnify the awesomeness of something. And so we, in, in addiction, we, we worship our trouble. Mm. And uh, so, Colossians 3, 2 is telling us to, to get our, our mind off of our own earth. Not talking about the earth we're walking on. We're, we're made of earth. Right. Our, our, our body goes back to dust. We're made of earth. Get, get, our, get our mind off of our earth for a moment and set it on things above. Well, things above always make reference to the things of God. And, and so when we get into to a mindset of having a conversation with him, what does he do? He talks to us about who he is, what he does, and who we are in relationship to him. Mm-hmm. And when your heavenly father says, I know you're an addict, but I love you. I know you failed at five marriages, but I love you. I know you don't know where your children are, but I love you. I know you have needle tracks up both arms, but I love you. I, I know you lost the house and the car and you're three years behind on child support, but I love you. Now, maybe you've heard that voice and maybe you haven't heard that voice, but if you're out there today in this conversation and you're telling me, Pastor Wayne, I've, I've never heard that voice, let me assure you of one thing. It's not because that voice is not speaking to you. He is always telling you that he loves you. And it has nothing to do with your performance or your lack of performance. It has nothing to do with your condition. It has nothing to do with conditions that you've put out there maybe that, you know, God, I'll serve you if. Uh, his, his voice is speaking to you about who he is and who you are to him. It's as simple as that. And you really, in addiction, they only have one job. Your job is to stop listening to your own voice Mm. and tune in to the voice of God because your deliverance 
is not in your voice. Your bondage is in your voice. Your deliverance is in hearing his voice. Yeah. You know, as you say that, uh, kind of combining the Colossians scripture with, with hearing and the, and the voice thing, right? So Colossians is talking about, you know, set your eyes, like look at this thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast. I've certainly talked about it before, but where, where we look, where we go. I remember when I was a kid, <clears throat> my, uh, my grandparents had a four-wheeler and my cousin said, you know, I wasn't old enough apparently to drive, but my cousin was, and she's a year older. So whatever. But (laughs) anyway, so we're driving around in the, in the five acres there and there's some trees, but in the, it was all in the outskirts, except for this one tree. It wasn't much bigger around than, you know, maybe five inch diameter, real small tree. We hit it. And why did we hit it? Because that's what she was looking at, right? She just going, 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 boom, we hit the tree. It was fun. But just in the same way, so take that thought, right? Where you look is where you go. But then also thinking about being created in his image. God spoke things into existence, right? He spoke. Everything was him speaking. And God said, right? And if we're created like him, then our words also have creative power. Absolutely. And so if you are listening to your voice, first off, if you're saying it, that's that's the first thing. Stop that. <laughs> because what you're saying is creating things. Yes. And so when we go back to, and this is my favorite part of this, sound doesn't stop. It just, it, it can dissipate and stuff. But when God speaks, when he speaks, it's just going. And it doesn't stop. It just reverberates, right? Because it's God. It hits any object. It turns into mechanical energy. It, it Whatever it is, it, it never stops. It constantly reverberates. So as you said it, you know, and you use that term to tune into him, that's what we've got to do. we got to set our mind, set our eyes, I should say, on the dial to tune into God's voice and stop producing our own ruin with mm. what we say mm. with our voice. That's good. Now, you, you triggered a thought. Your voice creates emotional handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about being in bondage, getting out of bondage. And so the things, as you're saying, that uh, we, we creatively are creating the bondage that we are held in, and yet we are fighting against and, and straining against the very bondage that we not only created for ourselves, but we are strengthening every day as we go on. Mm-hmm. So, how how do we how do we get out of this? And I have our answer. Oh, good. Mine was going to be really made up and probably wrong. <laughs> Philippians four six says, "Do not be anxious about anything." Now we identified anxiety is one of the five things I've put together. Um, rumination is produces this, right? Mm-hmm. Anxiety is at the central core of rumination. What if, what if, what if? We don't know how to handle what if, so we, we avoid what if, we hide from what if, or we think we delay one if, what if by, by partaking in whatever it is that we use. And, uh, uh, that partaking increases our, our levels of anxiety because now we have more issues, more problems, more, more failures, uh, more catastrophes, more hurts to deal with 
So our anxiety gets is, is like a snowball rolling downhill out of control. And Philippians 4, 6 just gives a very direct statement. Do not be anxious about anything. Just stop with the what if. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't say this to whoever is out there in this conversation with us today from a, from a cocky, uh, authoritarian, I got it all together, or any of that. I'm not, I'm not being insensitive. It's just, you know, if, if, if you watched, oh boy, I'm getting myself in trouble maybe. If, if you watch one of these HGTV shows where, where, where a guy is 800 pounds and they can't get him to the doctor because he can't stand up and they can't get him through the door. And if you're out there listening and, you know, you tuned in to Breaking Free because you got a rotisserie chicken addiction not being funny, uh, you know, we, we certainly are praying for you and get on the website, send me an email. I'd, I'd love to chat with you. But here's, here's the deal. Somebody, somebody is helping someone who's 800 pounds, who can't stand up and cook a meal, who can't get out the door to go to the grocery store. Someone is helping enable them for that addiction. Yeah. Okay. No one who's 800 pounds is 800 pounds by themselves in isolation as a hermit on an island someplace. But there are lots of our addictions that we can get into and stay into completely on our own. Mm-hmm. But every addiction, I think I'm fair in saying this, every addiction is, is a decision at some point. Now, we can argue medically whether, whether that's in your DNA. That's a whole other discussion for another day. But, but you... It, if you're an alcoholic, every drink you take, you decided to take that drink. Right. Every every sort of meth, you you decided. Every time you got on the porn website, you 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 had to type in that website, or you had to click on a shortcut on your on your desktop. Yeah. You you made a decision to go there. I think the medical predisposition side of that is about the it's just that it's a predisposition which means you might be more likely you might be more susceptible but it's still choice based and you know when you go back to this philippians verse be anxious with nothing i i mean i don't know if you knew this but bob newhart was quoting scripture with most of his therapy sessions back in the 80s when i thought about that when he, when he said when someone would say this is what's going on he would go uh, stop it <laughs> That was his beautiful advice. Stop it. Now, it's not, it, it's simple and it sounds aggressive, but but that is the answer. <laughs> Do not be anxious about anything. Right. Stop, Stop it. it. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. That's good. Stop it. Of course, you're giving away our age again. Well, I know, and it's okay. I remember watching it in syndication when I was two. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel much younger now. Mm-mm. Do not be anxious about anything. There's an alternative. Are we going to read the alternative? But in everything. There it is. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Mm. So instead of what if, what if, what if? What if all these bad things happen? What if things get worse? What if I can't handle it? What if they come after me? What if I die? What if? 
what if we were thankful for the life we had? Mm. I, I woke up today. Uh, I, I, I ate today. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the food I had to strengthen my body. Uh, my, my ears work today. Uh, physical and spiritual. Thank you, Father, that you can can speak to me. Thank you that you sending people to encourage me to 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 meet me at my point of need to to encourage me to love on me. Um, in, instead of focusing on on who is left us, what if what if what if we focused on on who we had left? Mm. Um. But with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, in other words, the answer, the answer isn't in your addiction. The answer is in your heavenly Father, who knows how to repair you because He's the one that designed you, informed you, and in 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 life did you? Is that a word? In life did you? In in life did you? <laughs> now it is. It's so. It's so funny because before you said it out loud, I knew what the right word was, and now that's all I'm hearing. He enlifted you. Ooh, man. I'm going to go with the one whom gave you life, or who gave you life. I added whom for the dramatic effect. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to go New King James on me, huh? Oh, man. Thou, oh, man. Thou shalt. So, so the one who designed you is is who we need to be going to. Not to the things that destroy us, but to the one who designed us. Because the one who designed us knows how to repair us. Right. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. You don't send your Apple iPhone into Samsung to be repaired. No, not at all. Um, I don't even think they'd send it back, probably. I I was going to say, actually, you don't do any of that, but it's a bad analogy, but still. (laughs) Oh, man. And, and, And what is funny is, it's not funny, really. But what is funny is, is you'll go to the doctor because you got the flu and you'll beg for medicine to get well. But the God who designed you, who has the divine medicine to make you well, we won't go to. Mm. And if we do go to, we won't follow his directions. Yeah. So here's his directions. This is the prescription for you to get well. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which means this won't make sense to you. Right. In the natural mind, you're going, you're a crazy idiot, Pastor Wayne. You don't know what you're talking about. You, you've you not sat at my seat. You've not walked in my shoes. You've not had my addiction. You've not carried my troubles. No, I haven't carried your troubles. I carried my troubles. I've walked in my shoes. I've had my failures. And what I know every time is when I do it on my own, I don't get there. Hmm. But when I do it with him, when I follow his prescription, guess what? I heal. Now, he will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. In other words, what we're talking like is... uh, if if you were on a if you were on a snowy windy day, and uh, and the sleet and the snow is coming down, 
and and you're stuck in downtown Oklahoma City traffic where where all the sleet and the snow on the ground is black with exhaust and carbon fumes that keeps flashing up on your window. Clear that stuff off. Mm. Just just clear that off. Look at things, see things, listen to things, only hold on to things that that have value, that have worth. Which means you you might have to shut off a few of your friends. A few of your homies may may have to they, they may have to be blocked or deleted. You you may have to get off Facebook or Instagram or wh- whatever it is. Um, you 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 may have to you may have to go to someone else's house. You you may have to hang out with someone different. We talk about the importance of of having a mentor and knowing what a mentor is, and and it's simply this: a mentor is someone who speaks to you more about your potential and your future than they do about your past. Mm. And if you're hanging around with folks who are always reminding you of your past, you got to change who you hang around with. And I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go way, way out on a limb right here. If you are hanging out in mom and dad's basement, and all you are hearing every day is you're a failure because you got fired from that job, and you're a failure because you 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 were a bad dad, and you're a failure because. Mom and dad are not mentoring you and you're not going to get well in their basement. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Am, am I too far out there if I am? No, me? I think you're right on, man. You know, yeah. uh, if, if your girlfriend, your boyfriend, uh, you know, uh, is, is always reminding you of your past, you, you have to find someone who can speak into your life. It's not even enough just to not think about these things yourself. You have to surround yourself with people who also can live and walk in this scripture. And their conversation is conversation of healing and that will bring life to you. Mm. Because here's the bottom line. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. And I like to say it this way, everybody has issues. Not only is God no respecter of persons, but we're not even respecters of each other because we all have issues. We're all in the same boat. The difference is, what are you gonna do with your heart from the day forward? Mm. What are you gonna do with your mind from the day forward? You are the keeper of your soul. You're the keeper of your thoughts. You're the keeper of your hurts or the discarder of your hurts. You're the keeper of your failures or the discarder of your failures. We were we were talking earlier about the scripture that says, no, no man after the flesh. And we don't have time to, to unpack all of that in, in this episode here. But there's literally a place where you you have to come to a place where you don't know you anymore as your past. Your old man, the old Jew, the you up to this point, you have to look at him as a dead man. If, if you got to have a funeral for that person and say, Joey is dead. Mm. Joey and all his failures. And there's a new Joey in town. Just like the old Westerns, you say there's a new Marshall in town. There's a new Joey in town. There's a new Susie in town. Uh, you know, that, that, that new person 
is not connected in any way. You cut that rumination off and we figure out how are we going to go forward from here? But the key to going forward from here is what are we going to think about? What are we going to consume ourselves? And so I want to close with this verse. I will have made it from the bottom to the top. Hmm. Jeremiah 29, 11. Hmm. Almost anybody that's ever been in church has heard this verse. And it simply says this, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Here's, here's, here's the most important thing I can say to you today. No matter where you are in addiction, no matter where you are in your recovery, God is not thinking about your addiction. And he's not thinking about how you got in your addiction. He's not even thinking about anything that you have done, legal, wrong, unethical, immoral, since you've been in addiction. He is thinking about your future and how he gets you from where you're at into the future that he designed for you even before you were formed in your mother's womb. That's the God that we need to cooperate. That's the heavenly father that we need to know. And I challenge you today to call out to him. I challenge you today to lean in and listen to his voice. I challenge you today to begin to think differently and think about your future. It's been great to be with you today. Look forward to seeing you in the next episode. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, go to gum.faith, G-U-U-M dot faith for Grace United Urban Ministry. Go to amazon.com, look for the book, Breaking Free from Addiction, The Journey Back to Father's Design. Until our next episode, our next conversation, God bless you, we love you, and you can be delivered.